Welcome to this podcast of the Episcopal Church of the Good Shepherd in Venice, Florida. It is Christmas, and you will hear Father Joe Hudson speak on Luke 2, 8. As you listen, see if you can answer some of these questions. The questions? 1. What were some of the many things Mary said yes to? 2. What were the surroundings of the birth of Jesus? And three, your Savior is coming. What did that mean to the people of Jesus' time? The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The Gospel of the Lord. May we glimpse the mystery this evening in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Choirs sing these words, O holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. 
Long lay the world in sin and error pining, till he appeared, and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, O hear the angel voices, O night divine, O night when Christ was born, O night, O holy night, O night divine. The song proclaims the wonder and mystery of that amazing night so long ago. What a miraculous story we encounter at Christmas. And I don't know about you, but the story just doesn't seem to fade in its significance over the years. Author Rachel Held Evans wrote these words. Mary was a teenage girl living in occupied Palestine at one of the most dangerous moments in history who said yes, yes to God, yes to a wholehearted call she could not possibly understand, yes to vulnerability in the face of societal judgment, yes to a vision of herself and her little boy, of a mission that would bring down rulers and lift up the humble, that would turn away the rich and fill the hungry with good things, that would scatter the proud and gather the lowly, yes, to a life that came with no guarantee for her safety or her sons. You see, into that perilous time, Jesus was born. With skin, eyes, and hair, the color of the dark Judean hills, the setting that night was strange and unusual for the birth of a child, let alone a child of such universal significance. Babies, you see, were to be born at home, not out in the stable. But apparently, the city was far too crowded that day to find any room in any of the inns. So, here they were, this young couple, Mary and Joseph. The gospel records it this way. Joseph left Nazareth, a town in Galilee, and went to the town of Bethlehem in Judea. He registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was now pregnant. While they were in Bethlehem, the time came for Mary to have the baby, and she gave birth to her first son. Because there were no rooms left in the inn, she wrapped the baby with pieces of cloth and laid him in a feeding trough. Mary and Joseph found themselves scrambling and improvising and making do. You and I find ourselves as well in similar circumstances when life throws us yet another curveball and we're left to improvise. Well, for that young couple, it meant straw and animals and a trough they would have to do. Let us pause for a moment to contemplate that scene that night. The stable had a strong, musty, earthy smell to it, somewhat of a mixture of straw and dirt and dung. A heifer could be heard somewhere in the back corner slowly chewing her cud. The stillness and quiet within those walls contrasted with the busy noises outside. Only a small lamp penetrated the thick darkness within. The couple whispered tender words to each other, words that were 
tinged with just a hint of apprehension. Would their baby have all its toes and fingers? Would the birth be painful? They were a young peasant couple with features common to people from the Galilean countryside. The young woman, Mary, was beautiful. There was an air of innocence, purity, and serenity about her. It is a wonder how simple and ordinary and unpretentious the scene was that night. Isn't that just like God? Often showing up in ordinary ways, in common settings, like the kind word that was spoken by a stranger, the smile on the face of a friend, the beauty of poinsettia plants. That night in Palestine seemed so ordinary, it did not appear any different than any other night. The same sights and sounds and smells. And yet, that ordinary night was far from ordinary. You see, 400 years earlier, the prophets had spoken words about that night, words that echoed down over the centuries and were known in Palestine that night. These words, look, your Savior is coming. The Jewish prophets had often spoken of the mighty king who would come one day to save God's people, but the long-awaited Savior had been delayed in his appearance. One century led into another, and another, and yet another, all the way to the time of Mary and Joseph, to the Jewish people in that day, Salvation was still no nearer than when the prophet had first spoken those words, or so they thought. In the stable, Mary cried out in pain as yet another contraction overwhelmed her. Joseph knelt there, powerless to help. Finally, the baby was born, a boy. The frail newborn lay squalling and squiggling against Mary's breast, as Joseph called out in Hebrew, proclaiming the boy's name. Your name is Yeshua. In English, God saves. This was Israel's king. After his birth, Mary's baby was cleaned, wrapped in strips of cloth and placed in the feeding trough. Meanwhile, out in the fields nearby, an angel had just announced the birth to some shepherds. I am bringing you good news that will be a great joy to all the people. Today, your Savior was born in the town of David. He is Christ, the Lord. Jesus, the Savior, was born. Looking very similar to every other Palestinian baby. And yet, somehow, this child was the long-promised Savior of all humanity. That night, salvation came wrapped in an ordinary package. Jesus had the DNA of a Galilean Hebrew child. He grew up in an ordinary way, playing, learning, passing through puberty, God forbid. As he matured, he developed the calluses of a tradesman, a carpenter, just like Joseph. As an ordinary-appearing Palestinian boy... He wouldn't have stood out in the crowd. Few would have considered him handsome, although his appearance was 
striking in other ways with his rugged, sharp features and piercing, kind eyes. God comes wrapped, you see, in ordinary packages. Very few in Bethlehem that night, 2,000 years ago, would have had the spiritual eyes to see what was hidden within the body of that little baby boy in that stable. He looked so normal, so common, but within that body dwelt the eternal Christ, the light and hope of all the world. Our salvation hinges on that little baby born that day. As you and I go about our holiday festivities, let us carry within our minds and hearts the miracle that is this season. God came. And yet today, God still comes, wrapped in other simple, ordinary packages. Poet Elizabeth Barrett Browning wrote these words, Earth's crammed with heaven, and every common bush afire with God, but only he who sees takes off his shoes. The rest sit around and pick blackberries. May you and I have the eyes to see divinity wrapped in the ordinary. Amen. One, what were some of the many things Mary said yes to? Two, what were the surroundings of the birth of Jesus? And three, your Savior is coming. What did that mean to the people of Jesus' time?